This is Sandy Floria, and you're listening to She Walks Brave. When I ponder what it looks like to walk brave, I think of women I've met living in small towns or big cities who walk with elderly parents, other abled children, toddlers, and teenagers, some from home, some from outside their homes. Some walk with chronic illness and other unseen wounds. And some of these women walk daily on foreign soil, navigating life in a culture different from their own. I've talked to single women called there by God and living out that call with great courage. Each of them have a valuable story to share on how they bravely live their lives to engage the world around them with the gospel message. Whether married, single, widowed, or divorced, most of them don't feel very brave. They are, and all of them, are my heroes. Today's conversation is with Sandra Bickham. Sandra is a gifted women's ministry leader and teacher of the Word. She has a deep love for Scripture and a passionate desire to instill that love, not only in her children, but also anyone else who will listen. She's raising three brave daughters and one strong son with her husband, Jonathan, in the Texas Hill Country. Welcome, Sandra Bickham, to the program. Today I'm having a conversation with Sandra Bickham. Sandra is a friend of mine from our church. Her husband is the worship pastor there, and we spend time together on worship team, and we enjoy that. Sandra is also the leader of the women's ministry at our church, and she is passionate about Bible study Mm -hmm. and sharing the Word of God with women and encouraging them that way. Welcome, Sandra, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sandy. I'm excited. We're going to have a conversation about being brave And I sent you a list of questions, and we're not going to follow that list to the T. Okay. I'm going to let you answer however you want. If you want to follow it to the T, we'll do that. Okay. (laughs) You have a script written, I see. I have an outline. (laughs) Perfect. This is the true study leader here. She has an outline for us and all as well. First of all, I want to hear your story, how God brought you to himself. I know you were raised in the church. I was. But many of us were raised in the church and didn't really come to God until later in life just because we didn't know enough about God to know we needed to come to Him, really. Absolutely. Yes, I was brought up in a wonderful Christian home. We did all the church things. I did all the musicals (laughs) in three (laughs) children's church and Mm -hmm. in youth group, and was just always involved. So in that way, having conversations about the Lord and serving the church Mm -hmm. um, was just natural to me. I couldn't fathom anyone not doing that. Mm -hmm. Growing up in a small town, most everyone was involved with church. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that's what life was like everywhere. (laughs) I will say, though, that probably whenever I went away to college and got married and we got plugged into a church plant, I started having to serve in some roles that I had never um, served in before and really see things from from the ground up. It kind of changed the way I viewed the church. Right. It changed the way I viewed how the church interacts with the community, especially in an area where there were a lot of people who were unchurched, mm-hmm. who didn't know the Lord and hadn't been raised the way that I had been raised. Mm-hmm. And so it was a definitely a neat experience. And in that, I really had the opportunity to 
see how other women served the mm, Lord okay. and was really inspired by women who did things that maybe I had not seen women do before mm. in the churches mm-hmm. that I'd grown up in. So that pushed me a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. So give me an example of what that was. Well, in my past, I'd always seen women work with children. Mm-hmm. I'd seen them dominate and serve in wonderful ways through children's ministry and youth ministry, and hospitality, and in all of those areas. But I think whenever we got plugged into the church plant here in Kyle, and I saw women who were really like dissecting the word. I mean, they mm-hmm. were they were opening scripture and they were teaching how to read entire books and discern them without any other materials. Mm-hmm. You know, just seeing their being devoted to the Lord and and their wisdom. Mm-hmm. I had not really done that before. Mm-hmm. I'd always leaned on someone else to tell me mm-hmm. what scripture meant or even someone else to guide me what I should be reading, mm-hmm. what parts of scripture I should be reading, you know, whether it was a Sunday school lesson plan mm-hmm. or a pastor and all of those things are good. But jumping into Bible study, like Linda Freeman really took me under mm-hmm. her wing mm-hmm. and I joined a Bible study with her that met every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I think she was the first person who ever really just showed me like, you can just read scripture, right. Sandra, <laughs> and we're going to go back and we're going to figure out the context of how all of this is written. And we're going to follow these mm-hmm. word trails and That's we're going to see the whole scope of scripture mm-hmm. and you can do this. Like, she just really expected a lot more out of me. And And then with other women, too, and hearing how they prayed, it changed my prayer life. Mm. I just, I love that. I think that's how the Bible talks about us sharpening one another and leading and edifying and growing. Mm. People really poured into me in just different ways, different personalities. You saw traditional roles for women that you were part of growing up. Right. And then God just opened your eyes to a new way of serving, a new way of seeing your pathway to serving Him, maybe. Absolutely. So at what point do you feel like God really instilled in you that desire to lead women in that kind of Bible study? It's funny that you've asked me to come and for us to be talking about this a little bit because I've been meditating on that that Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. God's timing is just perfect. Mm -hmm. But really in just thinking with other women that I've been leading and talking about our calling Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and how we know we're called to do one thing or another. I read where someone had said, wherever your talents and your gifts intersect with a need, Mm -hmm. it's your calling. And so that's just rang true in my life as we have been a part of other churches. And I've seen a lack of biblical understanding, Mm -hmm. a lack of women really walking with the Lord, being stopped by this superficial kind of a basic understanding of who God is, but it wasn't transforming their lives. Mm-hmm. Seeing that need and, and realizing, well, I see it because I've seen something different. Right. Because experienced I've a new been thing. amongst some strong women right. who have led me and taught me. And then seeing that that wasn't somewhere made me realize, well, maybe that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So then at the uh, church we were at, a women's ministry leader stepped down and she said, I, I'd like you to pray about maybe taking this over. Mm -hmm. And it was not something I had ever thought about doing. It was not something that I was hoping for, but I love the word and I love people. And I looking back can see how a lot God has led me and taught me. And I just feel like, well, I need to do that too. Right. So that was a step of bravery for you. Um, yeah, in the sense that I had to trust God and not let my own doubt or fear about whether I would do 
a good job or would I do it the way it had always been Mm -hmm. done? Mm -hmm. Stop me. And that's really brave, actually, because women's ministry traditionally is done in the churches that we come from. There's like a pattern, almost a specific way to do a formula. Exactly. To do women's ministry. Yes. And I think a little bit of that might be our own fault because so many women in my experience and even in my just my own life, we, we tend to shy away from things that we think I can't wrap my head around that, you know, just that mm-hmm. taking a step out in faith and, right. and not having all the details when God calls is scary. And so there's a lot of resources and materials out there to help women do things like lead um, women's ministry mm-hmm. and, and teach the word. But all of the materials seem to look the same right. and we're all pulling the same books off the shelves. Yes. And so then we're all, yeah, falling into the exact same mold, right. so to speak. Right. I love what we did last summer at our church, just open the Word, and we just walked through the Word. We didn't use any extra materials, anything that was already pre-printed. Just walk through the Word and journal what God is speaking to you. And that was such a treasure to me, because that's the way I study Scripture. Mm-hmm. And to be able to share that with some women that I loved was really special, And I think that's such a sweet way to study the Word. And I know, because of the small group that I was in, there are a lot of women who don't do that, who had no idea how to do it and walked with fear and trepidation into that. But toward the end of our time together, they were beginning to be more brave about what they were sharing Mm -hmm. and the things that God was revealing to them were some scary things. The comments were, I had never thought of it this way, or it was really interesting for me to dwell on this certain scripture. I don't know why this scripture stuck out to me, but it was such a sweet way to study the word together and to see how God was speaking through those other women, even to each other in this group. I think it's so powerful to allow ourselves to be Mm spirit-led and to have that relationship with the Lord as we're pouring through Scripture Mm -hmm. because it it makes us stop focusing on what somebody else is saying and listen to what the Spirit is saying to us. Mm -hmm. It it takes practice. There was a lot of fear (laughs) among a lot of women when I said, hey, we're not going to do a video study this time. Let's just read the Word. There's some excitement too. I mean, I don't want to act like that wasn't there, but I remember the very first evening we met together, (laughs) I enthusiastically greeted the women and said, I'm so glad you're here. Are you glad to be here? And one lady yelled out, no, this is hard. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm being heckled. (laughs) The first night, I didn't expect you to say it. It it took training. Sure. But I've seen with other groups that I've done this with too, and, and personally just There's some frustration that comes Mm -hmm. when you study the word and you're just reading it in context as the letters have been compiled and written because it reveals all of the things that we don't know Mm -hmm. because we're not sticking with the familiar things, I think. Right. But to me, that's encouraging because I think the frustration that comes in, wait, I have a new question and I thought I'd have all the questions answered by now, but Mm -hmm. now I just have Mm -hmm. more questions about the Lord. 
I think really just opens up and shows us that God is so much bigger. Yeah. And he's he said, okay, here's another path I want you to walk down. Right. And when you don't have all of the questions pre-printed for you to consider, things begin to pop up in your mind on your own. Like you said, being spirit-led, because the scripture is alive and active and it's, yeah. it's moving and it's not this stagnant words on page like a Bible study that you right. might read. But you begin to think about things and, and you start mm-hmm. to get all these questions in your mind. And that is scary if you've never done that. If it's not a practice that you're used to, right. then you're thinking, is this really a question I should be asking? Mm-hmm. And we get fearful about asking questions. Right. So the way our study was set up last summer, we knew what our reading was for the week and we journaled through it during the week, but then we shared it mm-hmm. in our small group context. And every woman was encouraged to share. We had a formula. We used the acronym here. There are lots of acronyms out there. So these different methods, our focus was we really just wanted to hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we would highlight scripture. We would explain what the context was that we read it in. Mm -hmm. How does that scripture apply to our lives and how are we going to respond to it? Mm -hmm. And so as all the women are sharing, it's so encouraging because like you said, someone will share a scripture and uh, not that their interpretation is different, but their application Mm -hmm, is different. Absolutely, And then that encourages me that not only is God working in their life, but I can also relate to what they're going through and say, you know what, that that's applicable in my life as well. Well, and I liked too, that we were instructed just to listen to each other sharing, right? Don't respond or comment or pick it apart. Just listen. And that's a practice that not many of us are very good at either. It's hard when you've been in Bible studies for years and years, and you're used to that kind of back and forth discussion about this scripture or this certain question that's in the Bible study guide, and you have this back and forth conversation to just stop and listen. Right. It's, It's a hard practice without thinking of how to respond. Yeah, because the Lord's doing a work in our lives, and as women, I think... We want to step in and be the fixer. Sure. And um, we want to have the answer instead of just encouraging someone who is wrestling with something with the Lord and the Lord totally has them in his mm-hmm. hand. Oh, yeah. And just providing that encouragement that says, just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Stick with him. Trust him. Right. Keep searching for these answers because he's doing a work in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. instead of just getting them to that fast microwave response. Sure. Jen Wilkin is a Bible teacher that I follow, and she likens sometimes always wanting that quick response and that quick answer without the hard work of navigating through scripture, kind of like having a GPS mm-hmm. in your car and how we've become so accustomed to just typing in the destination mm-hmm. we want to go to and then just kind of relaxing and not really paying attention to where we're going because right. our GPS will tell us turn left at the next light. <laughs> right. And she realized when she moved, I think to the Dallas Fort Worth area that she never really knew where anything was because she always just had her GPS. She always just had right. someone telling her where <laughs> mm-hmm. to go and what to do. And I think so many of us don't navigate our scripture well because, well, we always have a quick answer and sure. a quick word from someone around us. And we mean well when we right. do those yeah, things. That's a great but. analogy. I like that. I think one of the things that I can see this doing is challenging women to be brave in their pursuit of knowledge of the scripture and in their walk with the Lord. 
because like you said, we've had this GPS all the time. We have these great video studies. I'm not going to name names. We've done a lot of them. And they're lovely. I'm and not they're bashing absolutely, resources. Yes. But we have this GPS. And so we don't rely on the Holy Spirit a lot mm-hmm. of times to teach us. And that is a scary thing to do. Because I don't think that the Spirit is unkind or unpredictable or unruly. I think the Spirit of God is kind and merciful. It's His kindness that brings us Mm -hmm. to Him. But we often think, what if I really listen to God? Where is He going to send me? What is that going to look like for me? Mm-hmm. So it is a scary place. Yeah. And we come into a deeper understanding when we do follow the Spirit. We search the Scripture on our own without all of these helpful GPS studies. Right. It is scary. But I love that you are encouraging, for now, the women of our church to be brave in that pursuit right. of knowing God and knowing themselves in relation to God. I found that the more I know about the Lord, the easier it is to trust Him. Mm-hmm. And so when He calls to try something new that I haven't either seen done before or I've not experienced before, I know Him mm-hmm. deeply mm-hmm. and I know that He will never leave me. Mm-hmm. And I know that He is mighty to do the things that He's called me to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about Joshua and I think about how he was commanded to be strong mm-hmm. and courageous and and I think even as the Israelites were rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem mm-hmm. after their captivity mm-hmm. and were facing so many fears mm-hmm. and attacks mm-hmm. you know that his command to them was be strong and work mm. and I think that just being able to know God through his word gives me courage mm-hmm. to say okay Lord I trust you and then that courage did in obedience is is where we find his blessing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so is this one of the ways that maybe you felt like you were stepping out in bravery in some way that you had not ever done before i found that as i follow the lord and as i commit to being all in mm-hmm. <laughs> and saying wherever you lead that's where i'm gonna go it is scary it's sometimes lonely yeah. Even in Christian circles, not everyone is called to the same thing, mm-hmm. and not everyone is walking as closely with the Lord or is committed to wanting to follow Him, even um, in scary places. And so I've had to sometimes just resolve to just go with God, and even if it meant it was just me and my family. Mm-hmm. And that that is hard. Whenever you ask, what does bravery look like to you? I immediately thought of soldiers storming the beaches at Normandy. Mm-hmm. I think of like Elizabeth Elliot and, mm-hmm. and her willingness to forgive the people that killed her husband and how right. that was right. the turning point for, for that tribe mm-hmm. to recognize that what they were saying about the Lord, the gospel was true. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those, those are such big, brave moments in my life. I don't think I've had to sacrifice those kinds of things, but I'm willing to just say yes Mm -hmm. to the next thing, you know, whether it's homeschooling me homeschool. And that hasn't always been 
understood yeah. in our extended family, maybe, you know, it wasn't something anyone had done before. Mm-hmm. And so the question was like, well, why would you want to do that? Right. Or, or if it's just changing churches, why, why are you doing that? You know, just, just being willing to say, Lord, I'm going to go. And if it means I'm going to have to stand on a stage and I'm trembling with a microphone because you've called me to teach, I'm just going to do it. But you know, every time we do one of those things, the Lord is so faithful to bring people to say, you know what, what you said really mattered to me Mm -hmm. and it's changed my life or the fact that you're here has been such a blessing to Mm me or just seeing the fruit in my children's lives Mm -hmm. with our call to homeschool and and who God is making them and and raising them to be he's so faithful to say trust me and it means every next little step to me is a little bit easier I have a a shorter time span right where I'm going really God Um, are you sure sure? let me suggest some alternatives exactly i have a great plan each time i'm like i'm so sorry god you did it again Mm -hmm. you were so right and next time i'm going to immediately obey i haven't got there yet but it's it's been a quicker yes in the recent past but but yes, I don't know what the future holds, but I know mm-hmm. God has always been faithful and he hasn't let me down yet. Mm-hmm. I read a quote recently that says, the woman you are becoming will cost you people, relationships, spaces, and material things. Choose her over everything. And when I first read that quote, it sounded very selfish to me, but the more I thought about it, it felt like a God calling because God is choosing us. And has chosen us and has purpose and plans for us. I mean, we read in Jeremiah that he has a future and a hope for us. Mm -hmm. doesn't always look like what we think it will. Like you were just saying, being willing to say that yes a little quicker. But what do you think about that? Has it cost you people and relationships? Yes. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sandra Bickham. Next week, we'll pick up our conversation with Sandra and hear how she walks brave in choosing to trust God's leading, even if it means being misunderstood by others, and even if it means losing some relationships. I hope you'll join us. If you'd like to try studying the Bible on your own or in a group setting, this is the acronym we used in our Bible study that Sandra and I talked about. The word was here. H for here and highlight. E, explain the context. A, apply it to my life. And R, how will I respond to it? It's a great way to study. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any Bible study tips to share, please let me know. You could email me at sandy at shewalksbrave.com or go to my Facebook page and share them there. Thanks for listening. I do hope you're all encouraged to either keep on making brave choices or to start on a new path of walking brave in your life. Wherever you are in the journey, know that I'm here cheering you on. Walk brave, dear ones. If you'd like to share a story or how this podcast has inspired you to walk brave, or if you know of a woman who's walking brave in what she does every day, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, Sandy at SheWalksBrave.com. S-A-N-D-I at SheWalksBrave.com. I'm going
To stay up to date on our podcast, go to SheWalksBrave.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SheWalksBrave. Our theme music is by Nicole Nordeman. Our special background music is composed and recorded by Cadence Floria. This program is mastered by Bram Floria. She Walks Brave is a ministry of Compassion Ventures. I'm Sandy Floria, and this is She Walks Brave.